0: Thanks so much for joining us on our Summit Church podcast. If you are new here, we want to help connect you with God and all that He has in store for you. We hope that this inspires you, strengthens your faith, and gives you hope to live your best days now. Enjoy the message.
1: Well, we're going to take a few weeks looking at wisdom from the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs is about wisdom. Solomon, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, wrote the book. And he's the wisest guy God had on planet earth other than Jesus. So he writes 31 proverbs. That's a, an average month. That's about one proverb a day. A cup of coffee, one chapter, two minutes max, and you'll get wisdom in life about everything. Really will help you smarten up. Just read one chapter a day. So we're going to take a look. We've looked at some, but we'll look at Some more now in the weeks ahead. Proverbs 27, verse 12. Proverbs 27, verse 12. And we're going to talk about the characteristics of a wise man or woman. The characteristics of a wise man or a wise woman and the characteristics of a simple man, a foolish man, and what the results are. So Proverbs 27, 12 says, The prudent man or woman sees danger and takes refuge or takes action, but the simple just keep going and pay the penalty. So the Bible's full of wisdom, wisdom for everyday life, wisdom for relationships, even talks about being pledged or co-signing on a note. It's got wisdom for marriage, wisdom for business, wisdom for relationships, wisdom for handling your money, wisdom for your health all of that. So I think more than bringing our Bibles to church, we need to bring God's Word into our lives. You can be bringing a Bible to church and not have any of it in you. Proverbs 27, 12, the prudent man sees danger and takes refuge. So the prudent, the wise, see danger and do something about it. That's that's like, duh. They do something about the danger they see. But the simple man or woman, they just keep going and pay no attention and end up paying the penalty. So you get to choose what kind of a person you want to be. Another translation says, the wise see danger ahead and avoid it, but fools keep going and get in trouble. The definition of prudent is somebody who takes action, someone who is showing care about their future. Uh, illustration simple a lender won't loan you money unless you can be shown capable of paying it back duh right so they want to make sure foresee what the outcome of this loan is going to be you know if your nephew or uncle hasn't paid a bill in five years owes everybody in town has defaulted on everything and then asked you to loan him money hello Anybody see any danger? I'll give you some advice. Don't you loan any money to a family member unless you can lose it. Did you hear that? Unless you can lose it. If you can afford to lose it, then you know there's risk. But out of compassion and love, you do it fine. But don't do it and then fall apart when they don't pay it back and they've got a track record of not paying it back. That's foreseeing danger ahead. So the prudent see danger and take refuge. A prudent man is able to foresee something ahead. They can see ahead. How is this going to turn out? So the Bible uses various words to describe the man or woman who's prudent. He's called a wise man. He's called a cunning man. The Bible says we're to be cunning as a serpent and as gentle as a dove. That's in Matthew 10. But some Christians are as cunning as a dove and as gentle as a serpent. uh uh-huh. Another translation says a sensible man, a cautious man will take time to be careful. Now, Jesus' translation of a wise man or woman is found in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. He says, therefore, everybody who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. You could say marriage or business or relationships or health or finances for the house. He built it on a rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man, a simple man, who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Okay, both guys were builders. Both had skill. They had skill to do a good job on building a home. And from an outward appearance, they both looked fantastic. But one builder had foresight to know storms will come and CPS will go off and leave us without water and power for a week. Anybody but me remember that? That nightmare? Yeah. Are you afraid to vote? I I, I ain't forgetting CPS. You left me in the dark, okay? No water. I had to move in with my daughter. They have electricity, they don't live a mile away. But us, oh no, we can't have power. We have a rolling blackout. We didn't roll a blackout, ours just stayed blacked out. It never rolled. Anybody else in here? No, you guys all got power, right? Right? Yeah. Okay, but I took action. This ain't gonna, I said, that will never happen to me again. So I took action. If you wanna know, you can ask me after service what I did to prepare. What I ain't going to do is trust CPS, okay? So I see, I don't know where that came from. I'm sorry. I'm still wounded about that, I guess. I I need to be healed in my spirit about what they did. Okay, so he sees potential danger in the future. You got it? So I'll be careful knowing what the future might hold on how I build my house. I know storms are inevitable. So, I will build my house, my marriage, my life in such a way that if all hell comes against it, my house will stand. We all gonna go through the storm. Jesus said, In this life, you're gonna have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. The foolish man gives no thought to the possibility that in the future, trouble will come. He just wants to build a house. Same effort, same cost, same materials. But he builds his house in denial that there will ever be a storm. Oh, I love him so much. You're still going to have a trial. You're still going to have some trouble in a marriage. Two people will have some trouble. You can't marry. Unless Jesus shows up, you can't marry a perfect man. Right. No, but you came close, honey. Can I ride home with somebody out there, please? So there will be storms. And this guy thinks there won't be any storms, so it really doesn't matter what I build on, and he doesn't consider the foundation. He doesn't see the potential danger, so he builds on sand. See, the only difference between the wise man and the foolish man is a person who hears the words of Jesus, puts them into practice. They hear, they obey. Not difficult. Not difficult. So the wise man foresees the possibility, the potential of danger coming, and he does something about it. Amen? Well, yeah. Proverbs 23, verse 7, as a man thinks in his heart, so he will become. So is he. You and I are the product of our thoughts. In Luke 14, verse 31, it says, "Or what king going out to make war against another king does not sit down first and consider whether he's able with 10,000 men to meet him who comes against him with 20,000. Or else, while the other army is still a great way off, he sends out a delegation to seek for conditions of peace. So when is the last time you altered the course of your life or your thinking, or you made a major decision out of wisdom? Because you saw something coming that would be potentially dangerous to you and you made a change of course? That's a good question to ask. Or did you see danger coming, but you didn't alter your course and you suffered the consequences? Anybody but me ever done that? Looking back at your life? Well, yeah, be honest about it. Of course you have. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he or so he becomes. I wonder how much thought we ever give to our thoughts. Life will take you towards your most prominent thoughts. If all you're thinking about is what you shouldn't do, the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he becomes. So all you're going to do is become what you're thinking about constantly. So we need to renew our minds, our thinking. In Romans 12, verse 2, he says, be not conformed. the world system, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let me pause and say, not the removing of your mind, the renewing of your mind. Okay. When you came into this world, whether you're African American, Caucasian, Hispanic, Asian, mixed, you were poured into a mold. I was poured into a mold based on your culture, your race, your background, All of us were, And that, when you go out and watch people who work with cement, they first build a form, correct? Those are the boundaries of what's going to go in it, the cement. Then they pour the cement in the mold. It hardens, shaped like the mold. So the Bible says, if you will let my word transform you, don't be transformed to that mold of the world. To transform, trans means to go over, go over the mold. So God says, I want to move you out of the mold that you were born into that has shaped your thinking, then shaped your life. I want to transform you to come out of that into what I think, how I think. You've got a bigger life and potential than what you were poured into. I came out of as a little white boy in deep south, racist south, Back before civil rights, that was a shaping of thinking, of culture, of the people around me. You came out of one too. Black people are are put into a form as well. So every black man isn't going to rob me and every white man doesn't hate you. We have to renew our mind. I will not put you in a form. I'm going to be transformed. See, and that only happens with God's word. The washing of God's word, renewing my mind. Let this mind be in you that was in Christ, not in a Democrat, not in a Republican, not in a white man or black man, but in Christ. If you start thinking the way he thinks by his word, you're going to do pretty good. You're going to be fair. You'll be reasonably honest. You won't be sinless. You won't be prejudiced. You won't be racist. You will be like the one whose mind and way of thinking that has captured you. So he wants you to be transformed by renewing that mind. So that means you're going to have to think different mom and dad, maybe. If, if The way they ran their marriage, the way they run their money, the way they run their health. If you don't want to end up like them, you're going to have to renew your mind and start thinking differently. What they taught me was wrong. What they taught me did not give a good result. Therefore, I'm going to make different choices. I'm going to think different than my parents who, who were married and divorced five times. I'm renewing my mind, baby. And some of you need to renew your mind because you just like your mama, just like your daddy. I want to be like Jesus. And that's a process. It's not one Sunday. This is a process, getting that word to go in you. Okay, got off track there a little bit. People are always asking me, particularly in the culture today, right now, well, Rick, what do you think about the election? What do you think about government? What do you think about abortion? What do you think about same-sex marriage? What do you think about woke? What do you think about cancel culture? What do you think about CRT? Well, let me give you a great revelation. Who cares what I think? Who cares what I think? God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts in Isaiah chapter 55. So instead of asking me what I think, we should ask, what does God's Word say? That ought to be the final judgment on an issue. Now, that means I can elevate my thinking through God's Word, which will let me know how He thinks, how He feels. But when Scripture is silent or unclear on some issue, and it is on some, then Romans 14 says, You submit to your conscience, but don't judge your brother." Now, when there's clear Scripture, there's no debate. There's no wiggle room. But when Scripture is silent, you use your conscience. Well, I just don't think, and I just... That's because you got no Scripture, and you're going to judge other people. I was raised under different preachers who preached to you laws and judgments and rules that God never said a word about because they were speaking from their conscience or their prejudice or their, their background. But no scripture. So when people say, well, I just think, well, I just believe, they got no scripture. You realize how stupid that sounds? Well, I just think. I don't care what you think. What's God say about it? Well, he didn't. Okay, then follow your conscience on it. Believe me alone. How simple is that? That means we can get along. We can go along, we can get along. When it's not not mentioned in scripture, or it's ambiguous and nobody can figure out What is the right answer on it? Then you follow your conscience, but don't judge your brother. But everybody get that? Scripture's clear, no wiggle room. But can I choose the sex of my child? Give me scripture on that. I'll run across this platform naked. You can find it. It is not there. It's not there. Well, I just don't think, I just think I should just, like the lotto, just see what I get. Okay, I'm good with that but leave me alone. If I wanted to choose and I have the technology to choose, then I can choose. God is so smart not to get on every single little thing that comes up, okay? That's how you can protect it. On the main things, he's clear as a bell, but there's a many things in which it's not clear, so let's just fight. Let's just hate each other. Let's just argue. No, 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 no. God's not the author of confusion, but he gave you a conscience, and that conscience is... Is, is only overruled by only clear scripture. Overruled by, when there is no scripture, your conscience is the, is the higher authority. Okay, that's another message. So a person living outside of God's word is like a man who heard Jesus' words, but he refused to put those words into practice. He builds his house, his business, his life, his marriage on sand, and it looks good. Just from an outward view, looks as good as any house in the neighborhood, and it's gonna hold up until the storms come. Then it's too late. Because if you don't do something about it ahead of time, when the storm comes, your life won't stand. I had a wealthy friend warned repeatedly about his CFO, whose behavior behind his back and dealings were, were notorious. And he is he was warned by his wife about this guy. His pilot warned him and wanted to resign. His secretary pleaded with him for the behavior when he wasn't there, and he refused to listen and take action, warning after warning after warning. That employee brought the business down and hurt dozens of people. Had my friend been prudent, it could have been averted, and when he finally fired the CFO, it was too late, and the house fell. The wise man sees danger coming, and takes action. He changes course. Now that's true in terms of your health, or your marriage, or your relationships. The doctor says, Bill, if you don't drop 50 pounds and deal with this high m- cholesterol, and deal with this- you are a candidate for a heart attack. Bill listens, goes home, changes nothing, has a stroke, and everybody says the devil's attacking him. Ain't no devil need to attack you. You just dumb. You just refuse to do what wisdom told you to do to lengthen the, the life and give you good quality because you wouldn't listen. You had the warnings. There's a, it goes on all the time, financial dealings, uh, relational dealings, and we get the warning and we just ignore it. So God says a shrewd man, a clever man, a wise man, a prudent man sees danger coming and takes action so both wise and foolish see the danger but they respond differently you know if your wife's been telling you we need to get some counseling we need this and this has been going on for a year or two when you get served divorce papers are you really surprised really you didn't see the danger coming hello i mean or maybe you had parents like that did you even you could see the danger coming. It wasn't a surprise or a shock. God is so lovingly kind and generous and compassionate, long-suffering and merciful. He always gives you warning, always gives you warning. How many remember the TV show going back now a few years, that sitcom, Lost in Space, right? And there was a robot in that show. Remember that? And whenever the robot saw danger coming, he would move his arms up and down. Danger, danger, danger. Look, I think we got a clip. Danger, Will Robinson.
0: Danger. No, Will Robinson.
1: Danger. Some of you need that robot to follow you around and keep you well. You know, as a commercial pilot in my past, they now have collision avoidance alarms on some aircraft, some private aircraft and airlines and its voice activation will come through the system if you have the collision avoidance, and it will tell you what to do. You know, you're approaching each other at 500 miles an hour each. Your closure rate is 1,000 miles per hour. You don't have a lot of time. And when that is sensed by your computer, and it speaks to you, if you wait, it could be catastrophic. So when it says, descend, descend, you don't want to wait and ask, why? That's what Christians do, why? That's what kids do, why? You're dead. Watch the clip. Descend, crossing, Descend, Descend, crossing, Descend. See, the computer, through its radar, has picked up this other aircraft and apparently, air traffic control has allowed him to get too close, and the closure rate is just within seconds. And he's telling them about it, get it down, descend, move it down. We'll talk about it later. Push that yoke forward and go down. I don't want to crash and die, right? Can I tell you, we have a collision avoidance system. It's God's Word. It will keep me out of devastation and a lot of hurt. If you'll hear the word and obey the word, God promises to preserve you from disaster. If you're not in the word of God, you won't have those warnings. So we got to be people of the word. I always want, what does God say about it? I don't care what a president says. I don't care what a Congress says. I don't care what, uh, even what a preacher says. I want to be like the Bereans. I want to study to see if what is being preached is true. And if it's not true, I reject it. I hear stuff preached all the time, and I thought, where did he get that? It didn't come out of the Bible. It just came out of his mouth. So I want you to be people of the Word. It's, It's not wrong. Say, give me Scripture for that. If you're not sure, if you're not certain, give me Scripture for that. And if you're troubled, don't make a deal. Don't go into a partnership. Don't sign a contract. If you're being troubled, that could be the Holy Spirit umpiring in your heart, robbing you of peace at the moment about something ahead that's dangerous. Don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) Don't do
0: it. Don't do it. ( forenses) (ridges) Don't do it. 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 (laughs) The poet, the it. the 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 it. the 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 poet, 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 the the poet. The it. the it. the it. the it. the it. the it. the poet, 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 the the poet, the the poet, the the poet, the 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 poet, the it. the poet, the poet, the it. the poet, 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 the the poet, the the poet. The do it. 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 The do The do The do The do The do The do it. Do it, 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 do it.
1: Down, put it in a zip lock bag. I learned to do that because of the because of the warnings I received in the past, where I had big failure. And the little carry-on bag I take, I can live out of it for... Th- 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 I can live so out I've of it enough for th- experiences to where experiences I know... I'm going to be sure I have a charger. I'm going to be sure I got an extra pair of underwear. My share 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 of underwear. For three days, out of that small little bag. How to do that, how to travel, comes out of the experience of doing it and not knowing, as a rookie when I started, not knowing what to expect, but now I can foresee danger, a delayed flight. What are you going to do? What's your backup plan, right? If you've had it go wrong, surely you got wisdom from that so that it won't happen again. Well, I don't know what happened. Let's all look at the guys in the sound room back there. They're thinking... I didn't see that danger coming, Rick. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. Are you getting this? I mean, Proverbs is so simple. Our kids can get this. Single people, don't marry an emotion. Take time to know this person. Watch them under pressure. Watch them in different seasons. And girls, be sure he can take care of you before you give yourself to him. Adam had a job before he got a wife. See, the prudent see danger coming and do something about it. Singles, be prudent when considering marriage. Don't ignore the warning signs when you're dating. God will always give you warning signs. And how many people have said, you know, I saw that. I knew that. I just kind of hoped it would get better. It didn't get better, but they ignored the signs. See, the foolish ignore them. The prudent see danger coming. If somebody is uh, verbally abusive, physically abusive, and I'm thinking, wouldn't that be enough of warning to say, this ain't looking real good long-term? Oh, I know he's hot and buff, but this is not something I want to live with. How come you guys are so quiet? (laughs) This is just good old common sense right out of Proverbs. Listen to David in Psalms 23, verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. And David's saying, look, I'm going to be walking through some valleys. I'm going to be walking through some tough times. They will come to everybody. He sees danger on the horizon. And because he knows the Lord, he knows he's going to get through it in Jesus' name. Discouragement, he knows, is just a passing phase in life. In Psalms 121 verse 8, it says the Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. So I take comfort, refuge in that fact when I face danger. I have prepared myself. I know it's inevitable. It will come. I don't know where it's going to come from, but I'm ready. I've got God's word. I know he's with me. I know that which he has begun in me, he will perform it to the day of Jesus. That gives me battle, battle preparation as well. And if I can take action to prevent it, I will. For example, if your parents had uh, cancer or uh, your mother had breast cancer, her sister had breast cancer, I would be foreseeing that in regular checkups Constantly to, not, not to wait till I had a problem because I want to be on top of it, being forewarned to be forearmed, right? I, I'm, I'm seeing the potential for danger. So I've got scripture. By his stripes, I am healed. He sent his word to heal me, deliver me from all my destructions. I know what he did on the cross. He who knew no sin became sin for me. He took the stripes, 39, and said, by your stripes, I am healed. There's emotional, physical and uh, spiritual healing in that. I'm aware of that. So I'm, I'm, gird- I'm ready for combat. So whatever happens, whether I feel something or you felt a lump in the shower, you're ready. You don't fall apart. I've got God's word. I've got his promise. And then watch this. In Isaiah 58, verse 8, he says, Then your light will break forth like the dawn, and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you, and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. So God says, I want you to keep moving. Foresee danger, take action, but keep moving in the direction God called you to. In other words, I'm not, I may change my strategy, but I don't change the mission. Whatever God called you to do, he hasn't changed his mind. How you get there, how you do it, that changes all the time. The strategy of how, yeah, ask the Marines, ask the Navy SEALs. They say it never goes according to plan. So sometimes we have to change the strategy, but we never change the mission. How you do church in 1950 is not exactly how you do it in, in 2022. The mission's the same, seek and save that which was lost, proclaim good news. But the strategy of how, when and where, that's constantly changing. That's, that's got a shelf life. The only thing that doesn't change is God's Word. It doesn't change, but everything else changes, right? Look in the bathroom mirror after you shower. Everything changes. (laughs) Folks, keep moving. Why? God's got your back. He'll take care of that back. Keep walking in the direction God's called you. God's glory will protect your backside. Paul said this in Philippians 3, verse 13. This one thing I do, forgetting what's behind me, and I press towards the prize. I've had a lot of stuff behind me. I'm not going to eat it and dwell on it 10, 20 years later. My dad didn't love me. My parents weren't married. I was given up for adoption. That's behind you. He says, I'm going to move. Forget those things behind me. I've been done dirty. I've had people steal money from me. I've... You don't see me sucking my thumb on a pacifier telling you to pray for me out in the lobby. You'll see me with a latte. And I'm expecting about what God's going to do. I forget the things in the past. I can't change that. I got, I got a great future to look to. So the prudent see danger. They just don't stop and cry and do nothing. They change course, but they keep moving forward knowing God's got my back. Everything about the armor of God is frontal. There is nothing that covers your backside. Now, you know, we have the breastplate of righteousness. You don't have the butt plate. God wants you moving forward. We're to see danger, do something about it, and keep moving forward, trusting God to cover my backside. David knew that. He knew when to fight, he knew when to hide. And there are two guys in scripture that are pretty amazing in 2 Samuel 23. One guy's named Eliezer, the other is Shama. And when the Israelites were attacked by the, the, the enemy, they all fled. Not these two men. These two men saw danger coming and they did something about it. Shama took his sword and killed every Philistine, defending his own bean field. Eliezer fought so long, all day, so long alone against the enemy, that at the end of the day, His hand was frozen to his sword. He saw danger coming. He took action. Sometimes you have to fight for the ground God's given you. The prudent see danger coming and keeps on going, altering course. The foolish man sees danger, but does nothing. And because of that, he suffers the consequences. He walks right in to disaster. So, to close, I wonder if some of you are hearing a collision alert warning from the Lord, even now. See, the torment of the temptation to sin is nothing compared to the torment of the consequences of sin. The prudent see danger coming and do something about it. They take action. I'm going to renew my mind. As a man thinks, so is he. My thoughts today will determine my life tomorrow. The prudent sees danger and changes course. So I'm going to be conscious of my friendships and the effect they have on me. Is it good? Is it positive? Is it negative? Will you be a prudent man or woman and see the danger God's giving you a prompting about?
0: Thanks again for joining us. If you enjoy the podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. You can hear more messages by visiting SummitSA.com.